that random time, Brian. Welcome back to the most random random podcast that you have on the East Coast. Random, Ladies random, 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 random. Gentlemen, we're back. We're back. Did you miss us? I did. Oh, you're asking them. Yeah, sorry. Master the people, Brian. The people. I miss us, Ed. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. What is love? <laughs> Welcome in, everybody, to the Fandom at Random podcast. I am Ed at Random. I'm Brian at Random. And thank you for tuning back in. And actually, quick shout out to Candace Adams, who came on the cast last week. Again. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. wonderful our first interview uh, that we did. And if you if you haven't already, jump back, check the cast out. Uh, you can actually hop on our socials, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun stuff. If yep. you want to find uh, any of our books or other materials. But as always, fandomatrandom.com. Like us, subscribe to us, and I mean, we've got YouTube content now. You Slap can find that like button. Yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> you can check out Brian's been uploading some game videos. Yes, sir. And I uh, got a Tony Hawk one coming up. Should be up tomorrow. The new Tony Hawk remaster. It's um, interesting, to say the least. Yeah, I want to pick your brain on that, because we're going to mention that in the news a little bit. Yes, sir. Speaking of the news, we have a shit ton of content to cover. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's going to be some highs and lows in this podcast, because, you know, we're going to be talking Chadwick Boseman mainly. Obviously, yeah. we yeah. we were going to bring him up. We Well, we did briefly bring him up last week, but we wanted to focus on Candace mm-hmm. um, with doing the interview with her. But... Um, we definitely need to cover the life of an amazing man. Yeah. Um, and we're, if 2020 couldn't get fucked enough, uh, we have to go through this, but let's, let's, we're going to keep it upbeat first with the news at random. It's a news at random. 2020 edition. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so let's kick it right off with some Vigigame game news. Vigigame. game. So the Xbox Series S, as in Sam, it's a thing. It's real. So we've known for a while it was going to be a thing. Who marketed the names of these fucking Xboxes? I don't know. Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Xbox One, like. Dude, the moms this Christmas are never going to be able to figure out which ones to get their kids. Dude, I, I'm a gamer, and it confuses me. I mean, not like anyone's going to be lining up for an Xbox. Anyway. Oh! oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's confusing. So, the Xbox Series S is going to be their all-digital console. Uh, it's slimmed down. Uh, so, you know, we have got the Xbox Series X, which is the, uh, you know, the thick boy. And then uh, Xbox yeah. Series S, little slim boy. So it's launching at two ninety nine. So the price is right. It is, but it is it is a bit gimped. I mean, again, it has no disc drive. It's all digital. Uh, I don't know whether to play a game on it or order a McDouble from the thing based on the design. <laughs> I, like, I know, <laughs> like the fuck, kind of looks like a washing machine. I too, really like got on, yeah, I got on board on the refrigerator thing, and now they turned it into a washing machine and they're selling it for cheaper. It's just all messed up now. Well, that's the benefit, Brian. You can play games and it can clean your clothes. <laughs> the way <laughs> Xbox is going, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> and the Xbox Series X, which is going to be there. You know the flagship console launching mm-hmm. at four ninety nine, which I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, that's basically what I expected. You know, it, yeah. it was it was hopeful. A lot of people were hoping it wouldn't go above the five hundred dollar mark. They kept it at that, which is great. The ball is now back in Sony's court. 
What are they going to do? What are they going to launch at? I think, well, we got a conference coming the 15th. I just heard this today that PlayStation's holding a live event. My guess is they're going to, now that they have Xbox's prices dropped, they're going to be right behind them. I have a feeling we're going to see $399. They know they have next generation one. I mean, they got if exclusives they- up the ass. They got the hardware. Xbox has no games. I think they can take the risk on three ninety nine, get it out there, and even pump the sales more this Christmas. And this is what I like about our cast here is because I'm much more the Microsoft guy, the Xbox guy. You're much more the Sony PlayStation guy. Yeah. I can tell you right now, if they launch the PS5 at three ninety nine, I will be going to the PlayStation it's, next generation. I mean, even just being a PlayStation guy, I plan on getting the two ninety nine S and because I love all games, but how what how can you not make the logical decision if it's at that price point? More games, cheaper, same hardware. There's really no contest there. You yeah. Know? So so they're also um so the pre orders are going live September twenty second. If you're interested, you can hop online. Literally, just type in Xbox pre-order. Yep. Uh, you'll find all the information. They're also offering a kind of interesting a financing program where you can actually pay the console with a monthly fee over the span of 24 months. So, yeah, you know, it, the timing with COVID, too, a lot of people are struggling. But if you still want to get the new brand spanking shiny console, you can just do monthly installments rather yeah. than pony up every, all the money up front. And there is, <laughs> I also want to mention this, the <laughs> Xbox Series V. <laughs> Did you see, I don't know if you saw this. I somebody somebody no. made a mock rendering. Oh, God. Put it online, and it actually got, like, a lot of traction. And everyone was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it was like an Xbox, it was in between. Like, it was an Xbox Series X, but all digital, but it didn't sacrifice, like, any graphical fidelity yeah but yeah. it's already been con- it's been confirmed fake <laughs> yeah it's not real but everybody <laughs> was taking it and running it. vagina <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the boys for a minute the yes. boys season two brian are yes. you up to date not on the newest episode i got to episode three and it was fucking <laughs> diabolical <laughs> <laughs> so you saw uh you, you saw the moment that i was getting at if i think i'm thinking of the same one yeah <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing, dude. I just the madness of that scene. Was without just, spoiling anything, the yeah, deep, the deep on top of yeah. <laughs> and I knew it was coming before anything even happened. I knew fucking Billy Butcher would plow right into that situation. <laughs> so if uh, if if you haven't seen the boys and you're listening, uh, Amazon Prime exclusive show. And again, it takes the superhero genre, turns it on its head, makes the superheroes the bad guys. Terrific. You know, season two is going on now. I've loved it so far. Dude, I actually I have mean, seen the new episode yeah, as well. Besides that scene we were talking about, this one's not too much of a spoiler, but the scene where the deep is tripping on shrooms and oh, yeah. gills start talking to him. And he's like, shut up, you ugly motherfucker. But like, <laughs> it just, you I, are yeah, so beautiful. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like I get out of the shower. Me? That's how I talk to my dick every morning. <laughs> you such an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> you <Man>. disappointment. <laughs> All right. So if you want to uh, contribute to Brian's therapy sessions, mm. please uh, send donations. Maybe I just fandom at mushrooms. random pod at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, The Boys Season 2, the reason I brought it up, it is getting review-bombed to shit Mm. uh, on Amazon. So, if you hop on, I mean, now it's down to, like, two and a half stars. Damn. And the reason is they're releasing it 
Yeah. So they released the first three episodes up front, and then after that, it's every Friday, and that pissed people off. People that are used to the binge. Dude, it's bullshit. Like, if people wanted to wait a week to watch a show, they wouldn't be paying for streaming services. I get the reasoning behind it, but at the same time, the whole reason these things blew up was because you didn't have to wait to watch a full season of a show. Right. So I understand the pissed off people out there, but so dude, my, review bombing is becoming way too common. You can't even tr- trust shit anymore. Yeah, you know? Metacritic, I mean, hopping on all that, it is becoming a huge issue. But my thing, they could have at least mitigated or maybe stopped a lot of this if they should have, if, if they wanted to commit to this weekly release, they should yeah. have done it at episode one and explain like, you know, due to COVID or due to like the pacing of this season, we're going to release it weekly. Right. And I got to be honest, like, I miss like the old like going into work and having the water cooler talk with oh, yeah. other people watching a show and actually saying, dude, did you see episode three right. this past weekend? And the binge that Netflix created like eliminated a lot of that because now it's like it did, especially for people like, you know, that married with kids working 50, 60 hours a week. And then you've got other people that don't have that shit going on. And you go to talk to them about the show. And it's like, oh, dude, I refinished like all five seasons in a weekend. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, dude, I'm on episode three, bitch. And don't get me wrong. If we could go back to that, I'd be all for it. Because oh, yeah. I miss it. I miss the excitement of season finales. When you're binging shit, all of a sudden a season's over. You're like, oh, that was actually the end of the season. It doesn't hold the impact it used to. Case in point, The Mandalorian. So Disney right. released that weekly yeah and it was an event every yeah. time a new episode came out we were pumped we would talk about it absolutely or as if you binged all of it and then i was trying to catch up and it just it wouldn't have that same yeah. kind of excitement it has to be either all in on one or all in on the other either all the streaming services need to do weekly or it just needs to be a binge i just don't know if there can be a mix as well as it you the good old days you know but last thing on the boys i'll mention it again uh homelander fucking psycho dude. played by anthony star is no pun intended anthony star is the star of the show <laughs> yeah his his rendition of homelander is just so unsettling his just godlike personality like he's just so superior to people that he doesn't understand when he's not when he's being a psycho like yeah. that. He just like, <laughs> like I know I know what scene you're guy, thinking of when he pushes that certain someone off a certain thing and yeah. you're just like what he'll be okay <laughs> he's fine oh look he woke up he's fine <laughs> yeah he's fine it just the naive look on his face like what what did I do wrong you know so what we're getting at is if you haven't seen the boys on Amazon Prime. Check it out. It's yes, awesome. Definitely. Uh, let's talk about the Nintendo Switch. So, obviously, the PS5 and Xbox Series X are coming out in the near future, but we've got some Nintendo rumors going on. Huh. So, apparently, Nintendo has reached out to game developers, telling them to make their future games for the Switch 4K capable. Yeah. Which, obviously, you know, the Switch right now, you could even argue, struggles at 1080p. Yeah. Especially if not docked. Definitely. But they're claiming, hey, we want your games coming out to be 4K capable, which that means the the long-fabled Switch Pro. Yeah. It's happening, and it's probably going to happen next year. And this fits in line with Nintendo's kind of demographic and model. They'll let the, the PS5, Xbox Series X come out. Those two gaming demographics are going to fight each other. Nintendo's yeah. kind of doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. So they'll let those drop. The excitement will wane 
you know, early into next year, and I could see them la- launching the Switch Pro in spring. Right. They'll launch the Switch Pro in spring. They'll move a shit ton of units. It'll be 4K capable. And then the following summer, they'll say, all right, now the we're working on the true successor to yeah. the Switch. I mean, you know, this new f- Switch Pro will probably look like a Game Gear and have the battery life of a Game Gear <laughs> trying to hit 4K. Well, but. no, no, no. They need to oh, they need to God. fix resolution. They need to increase battery life yeah. significantly. They need to make the thing Bluetooth capable. Dude, playing the Witcher 3 docked on that system is fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, I was seriously surprised. It, they didn't toss a coin to their Witcher on that game. <laughs> it's just bad. You're way better off playing it more, uh, handheld. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So if they can hit 4K, I'll be impressed. Yeah, especially 4K handheld and lock in, you know, 60 frames per second. That's going to move some consoles. Yeah, right. So, it again, it's a rumor, but I think it's a valid rumor. Yeah. And, dude. The spice must flow. The spice. Have you seen this? <laughs> no, I never really got into Dune anyway, but... So the Dune trailer has dropped uh, Dune, again, Frank Herbert's masterpiece uh, based on the original Dune novel, came out in 1965, one of the earliest yeah. true science fiction juggernauts. From what I hear, this movie is not looking like the masterpiece the book was. <laughs> I think it looks pretty good, man. I mean, See, I don't know anything about it. That's just like things I've seen on the interwebs and the simps got all the spice, and got yeah. the giant sandworms. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the shit's there, and they've got the acting talent. I mean, there's a lot of high-profile actors yep. in this film. So... I'm cautiously optimistic. I like Dune. I like sci-fi. I like fantasy. So yeah, I'll watch it for sure. But you're right. Who knows? It it could bomb. Yeah. It could be could be the next Waterworld. Who knows? <laughs> God, I loved Waterworld. I did too. <laughs> it was one of those uh, unrequited gems that came out that yeah. bombed at the box office, but then People. it had a huge cult following. Definitely a cult follow movie for sure. Well, speaking of movies, this again news that we're gonna keep hearing this, but. Yeah. Wonder Woman 1984 has been delayed again. Naturally. So it was supposed to come out on October 2nd. It's now not coming to theaters until December 25th. So it's coming out on Christmas Day. All we can say, it's fucking COVID, guys. (laughs) Fucking COVID. And I am seriously fed up with this bullshit. Like, I need a convention. I need one. And yard sales you. and people and just events and movies. I I don't care anymore. I just don't. <laughs> I really don't. I'm getting fed up from fucking COVID. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is crappy news, and I'm I'm just getting really curious with. Obviously, you know Disney is just foaming at the mouth to get there. I shouldn't I shouldn't say Disney because this is DC, but yeah. You know, talking about the MCU and then obviously DC with their their movies, they are just seething at the mouth to get these films back in theaters and start making money again. Yeah. But at what point do they have to just unfortunately say, you know what, we need to do the straight the video on demand? Yeah. Because we see other films doing it. I was I'm looking up Tenet right now. Um, to see what the box office looked like opening weekend, because I'm kind of curious to see how good that did. Yeah, you can you you look that up, and I'll. <clears throat> oh, kinda... they won't even share it. Really? Yeah, they won't share exact numbers. I was I was actually going to talk to you about going to see Tenant because yeah, it, it is still in theaters. Yep. You can go see the Chunkies and a couple other places, but 
Yeah, I would, I would check it out. The most confusing movie ever made alive. <laughs> 20 million, actually, for its opening weekend in U.S. Yeah, which is which, if For a movie like that, should not be that low. Yeah, so. So, yeah, you do the Mulan thing and release it for not 30, maybe 20. I can see 20, but. 30 bucks to well, fucking stream a movie. Dude. I'm glad you mentioned Mulan, Brian. That's yeah. a great segue <laughs> into let's talk about Mulan for a minute. So the Mulan live action Disney remake. So again, Disney remaking live action, all their shit. Yep. Disney is lucky because whether it was timing, whatever, whatever you want to call it, their Disney plus service came at the perfect goddamn time. Yeah. Because it's like, all right, they launched this digital service. They've got all the nostalgia. Everything's great. Then COVID hits. Now they have the perfect vessel to launch all of their shit on I mean, to their video on demand service. Is it a coincidence that Hamlet came out right before the COVID and now we got Hamilton? Mula- Hamil- yeah, whatever. <laughs> I hated the fucking movie anyway. But <laughs> uh, I'm just saying movies, there's three people that rule the world. Walt Disney or whoever owns Disney right now. Um, Bezos. Jeff Bezos, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Bezos, and then um, Bill Gates. And it's no coincidence that their streaming service released during a global fucking pandemic. <laughs> but again, the reason we're bringing up Mulan, so again, Mulan, they went to the straight you know, video streaming, just like Bill and Ted did recently. Yep. They're making a ton of money with that. But there's been a lot of controversy with this film. Yes, there has. And apparently a lot of it uh, stems from, you know, they filmed a lot of the, the movie in, I think it's uh, pronounced Xinjiang. Yeah. And I guess they have, it's very well known that while they were producing this movie in those zones, they have literally like ethnic Muslim internment camps. And we all know, I mean, there's a lot of effed up shit going on with China and Hong Kong and all the protests that have been going on for quite some time. But even some of the, I believe the actress that plays Mulan was very sympathetic with the Chinese government and putting down like the protests. She came out verbally. Well, with her balls swinging, saying she supported, I think it was the Hong Kong government. Be a man. (laughs) She real being a man there. Yeah, so uh, people were boycotting it over that. It's like, dude, at what point do we stop this cancel culture bullshit? I mean, if they had already paid, already set up the location to film it, what can they really do when they start filming this movie? And, oh, we just found out there's internment camp somewhere around there, you know? Yeah. It's like people just have too much time to get pissed about shit these days yeah. i mean i'm kind of pissed because the movie sucked i saw it today and it was god awful yeah so. i haven't seen it yet nicole and i are going to check it out probably maybe tomorrow yeah well let's talk about series that don't suck the mandalorian yes so season two we're still waiting on the season two trailer release yeah. that shit please it comes out what the 30th yeah it comes out october next month 30th yeah october 30th and this is the way brian it is but the way. Uh, John Favreau, again, of uh, MCU fame, but also strongly tied to The Mandalorian. Uh, he's teasing that season two is going to be Games of Thrones-esque. Yeah. He did, he said not not last season of Games of Thrones, <laughs> yeah, but, no, the but good more, Game of Thrones. more the premise of that they're not going to, like, season two isn't going to 100% focus on The Mandalorian and the child. It's going to, he said they have a lot of strong characters they want to look at, and they're going to branch off. They they could potentially have full episodes that don't even have the Mandalorian in it. Wow. And they're trying to, they're trying to build the lore, and I'm all for it. Like, yeah. They've got good writers. The direction was great. I like the atmosphere, 
And let's face it, I mean, Star Wars, there's a lot of universe and story to delve into outside of Jedi and Sith. Absolutely. And frankly, I mean, it's... It, if, if they can bring in, we know it's been rumored Ahsoka Tano is going to come in next season. I think that's confirmed now. I, I with, pretty um, much, yeah. We know Boba what's Fett. face there? We know Boba Fett's coming in. Yep. That's Rosario Dawson. Rosario you're Dawson, of. yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I would think the season two trailer, it's got to drop this week. Yeah. With it being roughly a month out at this point, I would think the trailer is going to drop soon. I would think so. It, at the latest next week. You got to give us something. Give us just a taste. Just the tip, Favreau. <laughs> just the tip. <laughs> that Mandalorian tip. Yeah. <laughs> this is really the way. <laughs> so, you mentioned Tony Hawk earlier. <clears throat> I had a little note in here. Uh, one of the best parts about the original Tony Hawk 1 and 2 games was the soundtracks. The soundtracks oh, were awesome. Dude, that reminds me. It's going to be probably another day for the Tony Hawk playthrough because the music doesn't record on my video record. I don't know if they ban it or what, but the soundtrack is like what half of what makes this game. Anyway, yeah. that was a side note. So yeah. Um, you know what though, that we'll have to look into that. They that may be a I know YouTube will flag yeah. a lot of content right. if they, if you don't have the rights to it, so it's possible they do that on purpose. I wanted to add my own playlist, but then I'm sitting there I was going to do less than Jake Rancid but they could pull it for that, too. Yeah, you know? yeah they could. Mm. So, in any case, uh, the soundtrack is on Spotify for Tony Hawk 1 and 2, which is awesome. You can it's hop so on. good. Very, like, maybe 30 seconds. How do you feel about the, the remake so far? It's amazing. I think if you were going to do a remake of Tony Hawk 1 and 2, this is absolutely the perfect way to do it. Yeah, and... Your, um, your sentiment right there echoes what everyone online is saying. Everyone's saying it it's just, absolutely amazing. It feels so good to get back in it. They didn't change the mechanics except for maybe like balancing some stuff out. So it feels like the old game looks like a new game. And the addictive nature of this thing is just full on. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I was, couldn't be happier with them. Yeah. And I loved the original Tony Hawk games, especially one and two. And then, you know, later you had the skate franchise come out. Right. Which tried to do its own thing, but it was so complicated. Dude, like, I loved both of them <clears throat> in different ways. Skate, I thought was amazing, but you're right. It was really hard. You had to play that a lot to get good at it. Tony Hawk, you can jump in, play a few levels. And it's fun as shit, whereas skate is technical and it feels more like real skateboarding. I love both of them. So I would love these two franchises to just keep going. You, you know, know what I want to remake of now? Remember 1080 snowboarding? Oh, God, yeah. Or Dave Mirror's BMX. Oh, that was good, too. I played the shit out of that one, too, yeah. Yeah, bring them back. <clears throat> if you're listening, bring them I back. I want a Thug and Thug 2. Tony Hawk Underground. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I think it that was a Tay Day when you got the Underground story. <laughs> I really do. I love that one, dude. It was good. <laughs> yeah. It was very good. Uh, let's. We've got a couple more news things to cover, but we've got some like quasi fanime at random news. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> so I found this hilarious. <laughs> but the internet uh, past couple days has absolutely been roasting Eric Trump, so Donald Trump's son, oh, God. for not understanding uh, anime and how Google works. Yeah. So. Uh, it came up that he was, he he put out a tweet that essentially said like, you know, look, you hop on Google and you type in mob or mobs and, you know, they're, they're only putting up images of cartoons. They're not actually showing the actual mobs <laughs> and rioters that are out there. Then he like, he highlighted like Bing and like Yahoo and other search engines actually showing like rioters. 
But then when you do it on Google, it shows Mob Psycho 100, <laughs> which is a terrific anime. But he it completely went over his head, and everybody's just been tweeting like Mob Psycho 100 memes back at him. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, it's been so good. How worse, like can things get for that family oh <laughs> mob 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 <laughs> so <laughs> speaking of uh dickhead speaking of <laughs> speaking of wtf moments the fast and the furious this nine was inevitable as far as i'm concerned so the fast and the furious nine they, yes ladies and gentlemen they are on the ninth film they're still going strong and just when you think they're running out of shit that they can do apparently the, they're on cloud nine now they're going to space <laughs> going to space they're bringing it into the stars ladies and gentlemen they are literally going into space i think it's actually some of the movies being filmed in space and then guess you'll guess it fast 10 will come out at the end of fast nine they'll hit a black hole end up in an alternate reality and reboot the whole fucking cast into a new franchise <laughs> because where do you go from space parallel universe you have of to course you know <laughs> build it vin diesel would be like i got the perfect repair for that put like a supercharger in that can teleport them across fucking universe how do these films keep making money how is this franchise still going at because civilization has come to a point where we're filled with a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> Vin, Di Vin Diesel in yeah, space. I mean, I've already seen it, man. I've seen the Chronicles of Riddick. Mike, like Leprechaun, they tried to do an in-space movie. Jason, they tried to do an in-space movie. They all failed horribly. Actually, <laughs> Leprechaun in space, even though it was cheesy, was it great. Was, I mean, yeah, you know, I was a little kid, so the tits part really was the only thing that sold me on it. I'm the the space chick with her tits Oh, I remember out. that. Oh, yeah. 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 Um... Oh, I, it was inevitable, like I said, but to see that they really pulled the trigger on it, it's, it's fucked. <laughs> well, let's close out the news at random with some positive news because we need some positive news in yes. 2020. So we mentioned this was many moons <clears throat> ago, but uh, Sean Weiss, who plays again, Goldberg, the goalie yeah. in the Mighty Ducks. Um, if you Googled images of him, I mean, he was, he was on every drug known to man. Yeah, dude. He, he was, was arrested terrible. for robbing. You would never in one million thousand years recognize him. Google the images. Type in, you know, yeah, either he Goldberg looks like drugs. his old self again. What you think he would actually look like. You yeah, know? so that's, that's what I'm getting into. He's now officially 230 days sober. He's out of rehab, and he looks great. I mean, he's... He's, he's getting back to looking like Goldberg. Yeah. So I mean, have before, those pads back on in no time. He was one of those guys where parents cross the street and their kids on the other side to avoid this dude on a sidewalk. And now, yeah. you know, he's like a presentable, regular human being. So hopefully he can stay clean. And I mean, great job, Sean. I mean, you'll always be our favorite goalie. Absolutely. Goldberg, the goalie. Goldberg. Julie, man, Julie the Cat Daphne, she ain't got shit on you. No. Fuck Don't, Julie Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let her put you down, bro. Well... Let's get into the the heart of this episode. Yeah. And this this did this tug at our heartstrings so much this year. It's a damn shame. But we're going to do a quick uh I shouldn't say quick, but an in memoriam to Chadwick Boseman. Uh and I just want to say again, fuck 2020, man. Yeah. Kim fuck right off. But dead at the age of 43 after a 4-year-long battle against colon cancer. Oh, it's came out of nowhere which it, it really did and i think that's why this one hits so hard the fact that it's been four years he's been fighting this and no one knew yeah 
No one knew except him. We, we're still not even sure who else know. I'm sure he had a close circle uh, yeah. of family that was helping him try to fight this and get through it. But it just sucks, man. It, it really, really sucks. And way too young. He was just such a good actor and a good addition to the MCU. And he played so many important roles. It's just real. He was supposed to be the next Denzel Washington, you know? And yeah, man, it's out of anybody to hear that he died was just fucking out of nowhere. And I'm glad glad you mentioned Denzel because if it wasn't for Denzel, we may have never gotten Chadwick Boseman. Because Chadwick Boseman got into pretty much acting and college and all that through a Denzel scholarship. Exactly. And before he became who he was, Denzel actually presented him with uh, like a paid tuition and award or something like that. Yeah. Before that he even knew who he was. So, and then people started making the comparison when he became an actor, like, oh, he's the next Denzel, blah, blah, blah. But before we get into uh, some, of the, some of his films and other prominent roles and things we really, he'll always be remembered by, I do want to mention like one thing that really tug at my heartstrings i mean and i'm sure it tugs a lot of people but you know when you're when you're talking about sick kids kids that are themselves fighting cancer i mean here in boston uh in the new england area which we're in right now this is where we cast you know we have you know there's there's saint jude uh we have you know dana farber a bunch bunch of amazing 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 work that these people do day in and day out to help all of these people in their fight against cancer not even them but the families they do so much and what blew my mind is chadwick boseman was going through this fighting like hell you would have never known and he spent so much of his time going to saint jude medical other places young children that were unbeknownst to them you know, he's going through the same thing that they are. Yeah, He's going in there all smiles, spending all day with them just to try to help them feel better. When you know he himself probably feels like shit and all he wants to do is crawl into a bed and rest. And he said, fuck that. Fought through it. And he was such a beacon. Yeah. All of these kids so and all of these people <clears throat> gave them hope. And there was an interview that really um, that hit me hard. Uh, I can't remember what it was on, but he, uh, I think he was talking about two children specifically that he had gone to visit that were fighting cancer. He stayed in touch with them and they both lost the battle. And, you know, he, um, he was actually joined. I, I, again, I'd have to find this interview. You can, you can hop on YouTube and find it, but you know, I think he had like Lupita, uh, Lupita Nwongo on one side and the other Michael B. Jordan, maybe. I can't remember, but he um, he really struggled to get through it. And you could tell that yeah. the, losing those kids impacted him so much. And that's, dude, it's such a testament to his character as a person that, first of all, a lot of celeb. this isn't a knock on anybody, but a lot of celebrities would announce that they're sick and ride it out and maybe even make a big thing of it to prove, oh, you know, I'm fighting through this, but I also am trying to do good things. He wasn't like he wasn't that way. He hid this from everybody. He didn't want anybody to know. And he was doing all this good shit, mostly behind the scenes, because he wanted to do it, because he felt like he needed to do it. Um, which is one of the biggest things for this dude is he was fighting, he was making Black Panther, he was trying to make more movies because he knew what an important character he was, and he was also helping out St. Jude's just 
all while fighting this. It, like I said, it's a huge testament to the person he was. It was. And let's talk about let's talk about some of his films because he will <clears throat> he will live on forever through his work right. and through all the people that he touched and we're going to kind of uh we'll end it with talking about Black Panther obviously being one of the more recent ones, but I mean to me the one you have to start with is 42. Yeah. I mean his portrayal of Jackie Robinson and what Jackie Robinson went through you know as one of the first african-american players coming into baseball and all the shit he had to go through i mean he just he he nailed it he killed absolutely killed the role i mean brian what were your thoughts on this film yeah dude i mean you know this is one of the um films i've seen right away when it first came out it when he's doing these films that are so important to the black community you can tell he's bringing a lot of himself into these characters and his experiences and everything else because it hit hard you know and watching this movie you he did a great job at making you realize just how hard it was for jackie robinson to come up in the baseball um the mlb is what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah and again yeah i don't know very very different time back then um and in a lot of ways, we've we've grown as humans. In a lot of ways, we've stayed the same. Right. But it also yeah. related with modern day, too. So, yeah, the I think, like you said, the first one you have to talk about is 42 because that movie was amazing. Then you also have Marshall. Uh, his representation of Thurgood Marshall was just absolutely amazing. Yep. Again, Thurgood Marshall uh, becoming the first African-American appointed to the Supreme Court and all these roles, man, he just took them by the balls and mm -hmm. just I'm a huge courtroom drama fan. I love it all, you know. Um <clears throat> I don't know, uh I can't even think of any off the top of my head right now, but between that and this guy's acting, this movie really stood out to me too. So And I mean, it just goes on and on. I mean, get on up. Yeah. James Brown. James Brown, one of the most iconic I mean, the king of soul, dude. Yeah portrayed and him so goddamn well maybe it's because a lot of the big stories have already been done over and over but it feels like he picked black characters that weren't talked about enough you know what i mean that weren't the stories weren't told enough and he chose these characters because he felt like they needed to be recognized i mean another one the express this, i never even knew about this guy but um he portrayed floyd little right floyd little yeah in the express and um like i said just bringing recognition to these untold heroes in the black community and black history was part of his get you know yeah he also he did a couple football films too he uh, portrayed vontae mack in draft day right that was a good movie i like yeah. that yeah another great film um and then i mean it just goes on and on and on yep. i mean you've got persons unknown lincoln heights message from the king where he plays a cop yes. fighting corrupt cops and criminals and which side does he have to fight on you know that yeah, training day one. style yep message from the king's one i ha oh wait was that the one i just mentioned yes yeah okay so that's sorry i mixed them up 21 something is the cop movie message from the king he plays a badass getting revenge on his so 21 um, bridges yes yeah that's yeah. what it was but message from the king was the one um 
where he goes in search of his missing sister and takes names and kicks some ass. So, but I mean, those are just some of the many amazing films. Yeah, that he did, and I remember there was an interview too with him when he uh, one of the he said like greatest moments of his life after he did uh, Forty Two, the Jackie Robinson film. He actually went to meet Barack Obama at the White House, and ended up having dinner with him met his family and it was such like a huge impactful moment for him yeah and i mean gods of egypt he was probably the only person of color in that movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) that thing got slammed so hard for being whitewashed yet we had chadwick boseman in there repping the black community you know yeah yep um dude he's just really going to be missed the saddest part i think is i think he had the potential to be one of the mo- greatest actors we've ever seen if he would have went into his 50s and 60s. You know, that's yeah. when some people like Denzel or um, uh, many others, but they grow into that age and start filling different roles. And that's when they really start breaking out. So it's sad that we're and, not going to get to see and that many, from him. Many of his peers that <clears throat> came out on, you know, Twitter and other other social media sites talking about, you know, their, their interactions with Chadwick that that he was just he was so like beyond his years the talent the life energy right that he impacted everyone in such a you know it it's always it's, i forget what the, exactly what the saying is but you know the, the you know the brightest candles always you know burn out the fastest yeah and, and i think yeah, this was almost that that case word around hollywood is he's just one of those warm people that you can talk to and just feel the kindness kindness radiating off of them um so i mean as we've been saying through this whole podcast on screen and off screen this dude was important you know yeah and it hit the way it happened it hit us all hard it fucking sucks dude after that episode we did i went home and not even 45 minutes later i saw it on the internet and i'm like that can't be real you know after a little bit of research i was blown away well it i i found out because you you posted you posted that um that tweet yeah. that came out right like the uh just explaining what happened and you posted on our socials and I saw there was an update. We got some like hits and likes and shares and whatever and I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I text you as soon as I woke up. I'm like, is this real? <laughs> yeah, dude. I I still didn't want to believe it was real the next morning, you know. But you know, this it sucks. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. You know, the king, you'll be missed. If you haven't seen the movies we've been talking about, dude, anything Chadwick Boseman's in is going to be good. So just watch them just for the simple fact that they tell important stories. Especially 42. Check out 42. Check out Marshall. Yeah. Really, really good films. But this is is a fandom podcast. It is. And by no means do we want to disrespect the man, but we do need to, we do need to talk about the impact his passing is going to have on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we're going to hash that out to kind of end this episode. But yeah, I mean, it's worth talking about, dude. Again, Black Panther is an important role, and it's just as important to see who's talk about who's going to fill those shoes, where the storyline is going to go from here, because part of the importance of black panther is the heritage the where he comes from um, absolutely you know so yeah it's definitely worth talking about on a fandom podcast so right off the bat i mean brian there is no way in hell disney is going to recast t'challa no they're gonna keep him 
remembered. Black Panther T'Challa will be remembered as Chadwick Boseman. They cannot uh, degrade that role by placing somebody else. Yeah, and I mean, maybe, maybe one day, like, you know, decade, two decades from now, if they... You know, with, with the, however the MCU, when they're in fucking phase 27 or whatever <laughs> yeah, phase right. they're in and they're rebooting everything, maybe then it'll be appropriate and it'll be it'll have been enough time. But in the immediate future, I mean, Chadwick Boseman is taking that role to the grave, which he deserves to. Yes. Because he owns that shit. Yep. But how are they going to explain Tatala's disappearance? I mean, last we saw him, him and the Wakandans, they were helping to fight Thanos uh, and then they headed back to Wakanda. So, my assumption is this is going to be an off-screen death. It has to be. And then you'll have somebody like Shuri, his sister in the films, kind of breaking the news to the rest of the heroes and the Wakandans. And this is going to be difficult to watch in theaters because, I mean, knowing the enormous on- and off-screen impact that Chadwick Boseman had on all the actors, the characters, and us as the fans... I can I can only imagine how difficult that scene is going to be for everyone involved. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna suck. Um, and I've seen rumors online that that it's not necessarily confirmed, but almost confirmed. It will be an on off screen death, and the Avengers will be informed by somebody close to him. It'll probably be Shuri. Yeah, I'm sure it will. So I mean, the biggest question that we need to ask ourselves <clears throat> here is. Who is going to take up the mantle of Black Panther? Uh, yeah. And I think it's pretty obvious, you know. And, you know, the, the again, the mantle of Black Panther and the reason it needs to be taken up because whoever whoever is the, there always needs to be a Black Panther. He's always the, the chief and protector of the Wakandan people. Yes. It's in their heritage and it has to happen. So... Yeah, there's that, no way around it. Somebody has to take the role. So that being said, I mean, let's get the obvious and most likely scenario out of the way first. Shuri. I am not on board or a fan of this one. Yeah, so Shuri. As obvious it is, but yeah. So Shuri, who is Tatala's sister, the absolute tech genius mastermind. So this is the most likely scenario. And Brian, if I was a betting man, I would put... I would put this as honestly about 90% yeah, likely to happen. I'd say um, you're accurate. You know, we've seen <clears throat> other actors come out in support of her getting this role. Fans have come out in support. And there's already a precedent set in the comics where Shuri actually took over as the leader of Wakanda before. So maybe we would get a more like tech oriented Black Panther, right. like a Black Panther Iron Man mix. Exactly. It would also be interesting to see like Shuri's development into becoming that kind of leader. Because, I mean, growing up, she never had to worry about that kind of shit. She just, she delved into her tech. Yeah. And she just buried her nose in the books because she was a genius. But we just did that with Peter Parker and Spider-Man, you know? We've seen that story told a hundred times. Nerdy tech kid turns and gets uh, these big shoes to fill. And they got to go through his, or his, her journey about how they're going to fill them and how they're going to grow into that role. I mean, let's, no one wants to talk about it outright or say it out loud she's a black woman and black panther is a huge role they're not going to miss the opportunity to connect those two dots no and the mcu for a while now i mean especially when the original avengers came out and for the past few years after that you know a lot of people were trying to blow the whistle where you know it was such a boys club outside of uh black widow right and i mean unfortunately 
that's how comics comics were written for a long time, especially through the you go go back to the golden age, the silver age. You know, a lot of those comics were written by men, right. and a lot of the prominent <clears throat> characters were men. Nowadays, it's great because you're getting everyone. You know, women are writing comics, and we're getting a lot of great new female superheroes, supervillains coming out, but. I didn't like her character in the movie, so... See, I, I didn't have a problem with her character. I didn't hate her. I just... I didn't think she was as funny and quirky as a lot of other people did. That's why I'm not really on board for her to take over. I think she's perfect as a supporting castmate. So, I agree with you there. So, I think... Again, Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther, he had that quiet that charismatic confidence. Yes. Anytime he was on screen, he didn't have to say much. No. He just exuded. He commanded that screen. Yeah. You know? And <clears throat> and I'll tell you what, there's one person I think that can fill that role. And I think we're going to talk about him soon. Yeah. But before we even get into that, I do want to mention, so Black Panther, what gives him his abilities or her, her the abilities? The heart-shaped herb. Herb, yep. And it's very similar to the, funny the super soldier serum <laughs> that Captain America takes. And all of those herbs, they were destroyed by Killmonger yes. in the first Black Panther film. So my assumption was maybe Shuri could find a way to synthesize the herbs for herself or whoever becomes the uh, successor. Yeah. Or which, build a tech suit like Iron Man. Yeah, one know. of the two. But that ties into other possible candidates. And Brian, I think you and I are both on board with this. Yes. This would be... If they could do this, it would be fucking awesome. Yeah. If they, I mean, let's be real. They can do it. They've so, done stupider and crazier shit before. So let's kick it off with our favorite what if scenario. The return of <clears throat> Michael B. Jordan's fan favorite, Eric Killmonger. Killmonger, yeah. First of all, Michael B. Jordan um, is Terrific in actor. his prime right now. He deserves all these roles because he can do it. And... Um, before we get into what you got written down here, I think it would bring an edge to Black Panther, like maybe a little more ruthless. It's still made for kids and stuff, so not too ruthless, but just bring him back. Again, he has that presence that Chadwick Boseman has, but if we make him... Different still, kind of presence, Yeah, though. just make him a little more ruthless, a little more um, scary, kind of. Dude, I would be completely on board with that. So... Obviously, we know he died at the end of Black Panther, but what if we talked about that heart-shaped herb? What if those abilities kind of slowly regenerated him over time? Yeah. So almost like he was in like a death-like state. They buried him. We've seen it happen with like Superman in DC where they think he's dead, but he's actually slowly regenerating. Right. So, I mean, we even somewhat saw that with... Again, T'Challa, when he was, uh, they put him in the snow. I know he technically lost the powers at that point, mm -hmm. but you know, I don't know if it was sheer will or whatever. But he he survived, but came back. In any case, it's comics; they can bring people back. Yeah. And the character of Killmonger, it had so much, like you said, the on-screen charisma. It was a damn shame we only got him in one film. Yeah. And don't get me wrong; I know he was a villain. We've seen comic villains become true heroes time and time again. And We've seen it with the Winter Soldier. We've seen it with Loki. And his it'd be a great redemption arc, man. And his motivations already lay the groundwork for a redemption arc because it was all about his people and his land. Like, he wasn't doing it to be an asshole, even though he was. 
he was doing it to save his people, his land, his homeland, where he came from, where they all came from, you know. <clears throat> they can build on that and turn him into uh, some kind of anti-hero and then build him up into Black Panther, you know. Yeah, and I think, like you just mentioned, uh, and it was kind of, it'd be kind of cool, too, because you could go back into more of his younger years. You could do some flashbacks. Yeah. Because they grew up, you know, T'Challa and Killmonger, two very different scenarios. Like, T'Challa grew up in Wakandan paradise. Right. He didn't understand. Like, Eric Killmonger grew up in, you know, America where, and especially very, like, urban America where he was seeing, Grew up in a ghetto. Yeah, he did. You know, black people getting, you know, fucked up on a daily basis. Yeah. And that, you know, he he saw T'Challa just growing up, like, with a silver spoon shoved so far up his ass that... Mm. I can kind of see why he was pissed off, but yeah, that's what made him a good villain. When you can, when you can exactly, empathize you, yeah. with a villain, yep. and e- even in just a small way, there's a great material for a good villain on that. You know, and not to mention, in closing on that theory, he technically should be next in line to yeah. the throne if you follow the male, uh, the male heir bloodlines. Right. So, so yeah, the bloodline lines up per se, you know. So if they did bring him back, he'd have his rightfully claimed throne. And I didn't write this down, but another potential loophole for them would be through uh WandaVision. Mm-hmm. If they get into um oh, I'm sorry, not WandaVision, uh Doctor Strange and the yes. uh, whatever of madness. Yep. If Doctor Strange, if that goes full on multiverse theory, they could, in theory, absolutely bring him from like a different multiverse. A different. I think that's like top two ways of bringing characters back in comics. Yeah, it's oh either- the multiverse. Oh, the uh, you know Earth three decided to send us over the new Superman. But, we got rid of the old one. <laughs> but I know it's it's probably going to be Shuri. But I I think they'd be remiss if they didn't actually sit down and try to figure out a way to bring Killmonger back because he was awesome. Build up sure he is a different superhero not black panther if you really want to get that character into something whatever but yeah just do it differently you know but i think she's the most obvious this next character is going to be my second choice if they don't go with sherry yeah so uh okoy yeah the royal bodyguard of black panther deny guerrera she played michonne on walking dead super badass i mean and she's a, she's a non-enhanced human, no superhuman abilities, but yep. she is elite when it comes to hand-to-hand combat. If you throw the super abilities on top of that, that's a slam dunk for Black Panther. Right. And I think her acting chops are better than the girl who plays Sherry, um, Letitia, Letitia, right? Yeah. So I could be a little more on board with this one, even though I'm still rooting for Michael B. Jordan. If I had to pick a second one, it would be her. I'd yeah. rather see her wear the helm. You know? And then, you know, we talked about, there's a couple long shots too. So Lord uh, Mbaku. Right. Who, he was that leader of the Jabari tribe, which again, he challenged Tatala at one point for the throne. I'm ultimately ended up losing to him. Yeah. But we know he's strong. Um, and he originally was a villain, but he definitely like softened uh, once he came in with his tribe to civilize Wakanda. We saw him against Thanos. He fought with all the other Wakandans. Call him like Samoan Panther. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's such a big he's dude. A, he's a you know? giant dude, yeah. too. But it's a long shot. But, I mean, he was a leader of his tribe. It's he's possible, a strong warrior. Yeah. He fought for the crown before. It's, let's be real here. Marvel isn't... 
isn't taking risks, you know? They yeah. give the people what they want with a little bit of razzle-dazzle poured into it. They are not going to go as long as some of these people. But that's, you're right. There are possibilities there, you know? That's why Killmonger is my dark horse, man. I really <clears throat> exactly. think because if they, if they give the people what they want, a lot of people are saying, shuri, shuri, shuri. Yeah. But I hear a lot of people, too, saying, bring back Michael B. Jordan as right. Killmonger, man, because he fucking killed it i mean he's still a black male and he's still you know a great actor it's not a shoe in like he can pull it off there's no doubt about it so uh, yeah i'm hoping i'm holding on to that uh lastly oh, i shouldn't say lastly but second to lastly uh again we're going long shots here we have nakia mm -hmm. who played by uh lupita nuongo terrific actress and you know the, the main reason i'm even bringing her up is when you're talking about like name and star power she's one of like the bigger actresses name wise in this which is the only reason i could see them entertaining bringing her in somehow yeah you know i i came up with a couple theories i mean maybe like her and t'challa maybe they went off and wed yeah in secret and that's when he was that's killed a lot off. to happen off screen though it is yeah it is and i'm kind of grasping at straws just coming up with theories mm -hmm. and then you know, another theory, maybe it's a new character we haven't been introduced to yet. <laughs> Dude. And this this was my, like... I saw this, I was like, whoa! <laughs> Went so, reaching yeah, for this. This was my ultimate, like, Hail Mary, but uh, Storm. Yeah. Yes, that Storm. Don't get me wrong, bring her into the Marvel Universe with as Black Panther. Shit, I'd so, be all for it. Yeah, or at least not even Black Panther, but as the leader of the Wakandans. Yeah. This happened in the comics... T'Challa and Storm, again, Storm from the X-Men, actually wed, and they rule Wakanda together. So we know that the MCU is bringing the X-Men in now that they have the rights. They got the rights to Fantastic Four back as well. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see them bring in Storm in that kind of role. Yeah, As definitely. like the leader of the Wakandan people. But they'd have to find somebody who can actually play Storm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Halle Berry was good. But yeah, the girl they had her playing as a fucking in the new X Men movies. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, but was, those movies suck, though. They I mean, did. But so, they didn't yeah, get the they, actors much to work. They with. need to actually put somebody good in there. If that I, again, though, I'd be on board. I would be like, yes, that that's my like nerd out like long, hail mary theory. But right, I'm with you. I mean, I think it's pro. It's almost definitely going to be Shuri. I don't have an issue with it. I want it to be Killmonger. Me too. I really do. I mean, well, realistically, what I want is fucking Chadwick Boseman to still be alive and fucking yeah, doing these roles and other amazing I things really that he always did. But wanted, I didn't think Black Panther was, I know I'm going to get shit on for this, but was the 100% perfect movie that everyone thought it was, but I still loved it and I still wanted to see Chad. And it, that was all because of Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan. So, you know, I wanted to see him in a part two to see him just the potential he had to play this hero, you know? Yeah, and it, it, I think it more so, um, I thought it was a great film, film, but, you know, it, it was really the superhero film that, you know, a lot of black kids could finally look and say, there's a superhero that's like me. Yeah, exactly. Because before yep. it was like, you know, every, it's just white, mainly white males, like up the ass. Yeah. And... You know, it, and it was just such a big thing for, like, young kids to be able to look and, like, relate to him. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, luckily, we've got, we've got some other great characters coming out. We have a new Blade. Yeah. 
which is going to be awesome. Guy and who played Cottonmouth, I forget his name. Yeah, so it's a new blade coming out, which is I'm super looking forward to. I love yeah. the Wesley Snipe blades. We had Luke Cage. We have a new blade coming out. Black Panther. Um, so we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, that being said, I mean. Seriously, man. I mean, in the end, it just sucks. It was, I'd say, the hardest loss in 2020 period with all the people dying. Definitely the hardest hit. Well, the one that it just hit out of nowhere. Yeah. That's what that's what <clears throat> so bad about it. But thanks for listening, Randos. This has been Fandom at Random. And how else can we end it, man? Wakanda forever. forever. All right, we're out. We'll see you next week. Later, guys. Rest in peace, Chadwick. Love you, man.